Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, hey, guys. Babe! <laughs> it's Elizabeth. And Alex. Welcome to the True Beauty Brooklyn podcast. Welcome. Alex and I were just talking about our favorite topic, which is our voices. And I was saying how when I listen to our podcast episodes back, sometimes I can't hear it because I hate how high my voice is. And it's because when I'm talking on the podcast, I'm talking to my homies. And when I'm talking to my homies, I don't give a shit the way I sound. They're my fucking homies. And then we started talking in accents. <laughs> and Alex screamed, true, right into your ears. In my best, I don't know what accent. So, you guys, today we have a fun episode for you. We have been talking about aging lately. Because we're getting older. Your girl's almost 36. Oh, almost two weeks. In two weeks. Not to make it about me or anything. But um, we have also have done a couple listener letter episodes. And we've been just like hearing you guys and hearing what you want to talk about. And we've been talking about aging a ton. And we've also been talking about the stepsister. Stepchild? The stepchild of facial aging, your hands. Hands. Your fucking monos, dudes. Your fucking monos. <laughs> yeah, so we were kind of looking into just, you know, we always say your hands give away your age. Like, that's the thing that nobody thinks about. But then, I don't know. It's an, it's a neglected, off, and oftentimes neglected area of your skin. And also something that is oftentimes not protected from the elements. When they should be like people forget to put SPF on their hands. People don't wear gloves when it's cold out. So they're getting chapped. Things True. like that. But here's the other thing that I think is very interesting, even though. OK, everything that we speak about generally, there's a certain level of privilege, right? Like there's a certain level of privilege to be able to have the time to care about your skin, to have the money to care about your skin, to have the resources, to have the intelligent, the education, excuse me. But this is something specifically your hands that is very much like a socioeconomic part of beauty, I think, because, you know, in this country, at least we literally say there's a working class and the working class works with their hands and bitch at me. It is definitely us. And I'm also an artist. Right. So like I've always worked with my hands. And in between being an artist and an esthetician, I was a bartender. I've just always worked with my hands, used my hands, honestly, in terms of like taking care of them, I don't really do that much for them. It's hard to make the time sometimes. But they do so much for me. Yeah. But you know what? For us also, it's different because I know for me, when I take care of my hands, which is like, I don't ever get polished because I, I, some estheticians will have polish on their hands where they do facials. I think it's weird. Mm. And right. I just think it's weird. I always wear gloves, so I never thought much about it. Okay. Yeah. So, and I also have just, I guess I always felt like I work with my hands so much. What's the point of getting any polish? Yeah, we wash our hands so much. Yeah, whatever it is. And I know that doing gel a lot can be damaging to the nail. I know there's more advanced stuff now, but I guess my point is like 
when I do take care of them, I will go to the nail salon and just have them trim them, file them, clean up my cuticles. Mm -hmm. And it makes a really big difference. Yeah. I'm trying to get into that life. Yeah. I'm sure that there's nobody that's listening that's going to disagree. When you see a bitch with her nails done, you're just like, so you got your life together, huh? (laughs) What's that like, girl? Or if you are that bitch, you're just like, yeah, I got my life together. You want to know about it? I also imagine like for me and you, because it's more of like we have to do it to make them look nice, not like people who do it because it looks cool. Like for us, it's like, oh, I just have to make them not look like total garbage. (laughs) Totally. Exactly. But like I I get it. I get the aesthetic. I've always tried to be this woman. Do you know there's times where I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to every two weeks. I'm going to go get my nails done, get a manicure and pedicure. This is my time. It's all about me, you know, for this hour, whatever. And I can never keep up with it because at the end of the day, yeah, these are my tools and my tools fucking work hard for the money. You know, and even when I was a kid, I grew up in the country. I grew up like digging in the dirt. And yeah, it's just I don't know my hands. And also I've got my dad's hands. You and I were talking about this. I have my dad's hands. You've got your dad's hands. I've got my dad's hands. My dad has like the biggest knuckles. And we would always say, how'd you get those big knuckles? And you'd say from punching people out. I love dad stuff. I love. I used to ask my dad why his big toe was so big. And he's like, it's because I stand up when I eat. So like all the food goes to my big toes. Like Andy. So funny. These fucking weird ass dad responses. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. And my dad, he's got big hands that knock people out evidently, but they're not pretty. And so I don't know. I never really thought much about it. Well, at least you can knock people out with your fucking knuckles. I never punched nobody in my- Made it to 36 without getting punched or punching anybody. I think I've cleared oh, no. cleared the bar. There's always time, I guess. But oh, no. anywho, so I don't know. This is going to be a very interesting topic, I think, because at the end of the day, yes, your hands give away your age. But also I think that your hands say so much more about like how you live your life, right? If you work with them, if you don't, if they're soft. What was that of Mice and Men? The one guy always had a glove on for his lady. So we had one soft hand and one like hard callous oh farm my hand. God. Yeah. 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 That's so, sweet. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> so, so thoughtful. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I think this is an interesting one. Whereas, like, again, everything that we talk about, there's a certain level of an elitist mentality, I guess, even though we try to give options for everybody, no matter your socioeconomic place right now. But yeah, if you work with your hands, you work with your hands. And uh, I don't know, make them nice. Just make them nice. Let's do what we can. I think it's the little things that you can do to make them nice. You don't have to spend money on getting like acrylics and paying to get manicures all the time. I need to remind myself that. Yeah. I mean, especially after the pandemic, right? Like I remember getting like a pretty affordable, like $20 cuticle clippers I need to get rid of those bad boys because I went to town. I was like, oh, this is nice. (laughs) But it kind of got a little bit too, too much, which is why I need to go start paying somebody again because I don't know what I'm doing. But yeah, it's like little things that you can do to just make yourself feel a little like, oh, those aren't terrible man hands. They might be kind of dainty lady hands. So cute. So cute. So anyway, guys, let's get into it. So what are we going to talk about, Shapiro? What you got to say? Okay. Well, what we were saying before, how hands are oftentimes neglected when it comes to skincare. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people don't moisturize their hands until it's like dead of fucking winter and their hands look like corpse hands. What about the little spider webs? You, I've got one right there. A little spider web in the corner of your thumb. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's nasty. That's cute. But I think it's 
this, it's similar to what we say about skin on the face or anywhere in the body is keeping it hydrated is a really good, easy first step mm-hmm. to just keep kind of fine lines at bay, keep everything looking supple. Mm-hmm. And it's important to moisturize them no matter what. So when you're moisturizing your body, work that on down to your hands. Yeah. And also we should think about, you know, Again, our hands work so much for us, but especially in the age of COVID, we're using so many different chemicals and these things that strip all of the natural moisture that we have in our hands for the sake of antibacterial nature, which we'll mm-hmm. take it mm-hmm. to not get sick and die. But, you know, that means you've got to do extra work to keep everything nice. You know, think about it. you're not washing your face seven times a day, five times a day, even four times a day. Totally. <laughs> we're lucky if it's once a day for most of us, depending on how tired we are. Whereas your hands, you're washing multiple times a day and not necessarily using like the nicest ingredients in the hand wash. That's very true. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we need to completely change the face of like hand care and it should be like whatever you do to your face, do to your hands. That sounds expensive, but nice. Start using hand serums. <laughs> well, OK, so we're going to talk about this later is when I was doing a little bit of research on different at home treatments that you can do for your hands. Cuticle oils kept coming up. And the more I was reading about this, the more I was like, this is I mean, I guess you can pay Sally Hansen to make this for you or you can just do this yourself. It would probably make my hands look way less raggedy. Every time I just put a couple drops of any kind of oil into my cuticles and get a little cuticle pusher backer. Just drop a little olive oil on there while you're cooking. A little olive oil. Well, exactly. Well, maybe not while you're cooking. Not the splashback. <laughs> Sounds hot. Right. But you're saying like any oil could possibly work. Yeah. Any oil that you're using. If you're using something on your body, of course. Like, you know, I think that we're going to do a carrier oil episode and I would keep teasing it out, but we're definitely going to. But I think the myth is that like there's only specific like, oh, well, this oil is for my hands and this oil is for my feet and this oil is for my nails, which is true to a certain extent. But like if you're using all natural oils, people, they're doing multiple things. It's it's your skin. Your skin is your skin. And for the most part, all over your body is the same general type of skin. You're going to be all right. Well, I just want to say that I think other than hydrating, keeping your hands moisturized, just having SPF on them is really, really important because, yeah. again, it's a part of our our skin that oftentimes is exposed to the elements and just isn't protected, whether whatever the season is. Oftentimes, all the time, all the time. Yeah. Our hands are out there. Totally. Whether it's winter, summer, fall. That's the thing, too. You might yeah. have them covered in winter. You might not even. Mm-hmm. But in the warmer months or if you live someplace warm, you're probably never wearing gloves. There are people who who wear UV gloves. I think that's excessive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like do whatever you want. Yeah. I mean, yeah, teach his own. <laughs> totally. But putting sunscreen on your hands. I mean, I've made it a habit now that when I apply sunscreen and especially if it's a day where I'm applying sunscreen to my whole body. It's so easy. Whatever's left on your hands at the end, wipe it on the back of your hands. Mm-hmm. So, so easy. Mm-hmm. If it's winter and you're putting some sunscreen on your face, just rub it on your hands. Yeah. So, so easy. But it's kind of like the number one way, especially if you're not going to go try to buy expensive serums and shit for your hands to just prevent them from uh, looking older. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be a fun episode. We have a very special guest. Her name is Keisha Clark, and she's the owner of Born Noir, which is her response to the pervasive worldwide issue of anti-Blackness and an amplification of her voice encouraging self-care and self-love for all. So we have a really great conversation with her, and we talk about her company, what nail care means to her, how she got into the business. I loved talking to Keisha. First of all, she made me excited about nail care, which is something other than making them not look like total trash. 
is not really something I ever care about. Mm -hmm. She also made it seem very attainable. Like for me, having acrylics is just not a thing. Mm -hmm. It's not something I've ever really been interested in. And because of work, Matt, could you imagine me doing a facial with acrylics on my fucking nails? Could you imagine waxing a pussy with acrylics? With Cardi B nails? No. <laughs> I have old coworkers who used to. Of course. I know that there people are, and I kind of want to talk to you and be like, so how do you get that strip up, girl? Maybe the nails help them. I think they do. Yeah, it's a really nice little flip. Yeah, but Keisha got me excited and made me feel like, no, this is for everybody. Mm-hmm. You can use press-on nails yes. when you want. It can be for a fucking day. Yes. A day when you're not working and want your nails to look nice. Yeah, definitely needs to get a couple of sets of those. And also... Yeah, I don't know. It just made me feel kind of like, oh, this is something I could get into. And also, okay, so Keisha made me think the opposite about what I just said, which is, you know, kind of nails being elitist and bringing it back to nails being something that, you know, I love these things like eyebrows, right? Everybody's got an eyebrow. So one way or another, we can make you look better with your eyebrows. And nails are one of those things. Like we all have nails. It's this little thing that everybody has that you can just, take a few minutes to, you know, make it look a little nicer. Add a little cuticle oil. Push back your cuticles. Maybe add a little clear polish. Maybe add press-on nail. And you kind of feel better. And also, when we were talking about just playing with fluidity, gender fluidity, and just playing with expression, really, and who you are and how your nails can be a really awesome way to do that. So that's going to be fun for later. Totally. Nails for everyone. (laughs) Nails for everyone. All right. So the last episode that we did on aging, we spoke about some different ways that um, aging can present itself on our face. So why don't we start with that for hands? Just like the different way, a general overview of the different ways that aging can present itself in its hands. And then we can talk about different treatments. Okay. Well, the same for the rest of the skin on our body and our face. Um, you lose tissue volume and elasticity of the skin. So that can make your hands kind of seem a little, well, not seem, they're more veiny and you could see the tendons and the bones. Um, We also, we lose muscle mass as we age. Um, And exposure to UV rays and other free radicals can make the hands look wrinkled. They can look crepey. You can see sun damage. Liver spots. (laughs) Liver spots, also known as liver spots. Yeah. For sure. (laughs) But definitely like the tone and the texture of the hands degrade over time. Um, Most again, mostly from the fucking sun. Mm -hmm. Um, If you live somewhere cold, your hands get kind of ravaged, especially if you're not moisturizing or wearing gloves when it's freezing out. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's kind of also the same as everything else where you start to see that damage come out when you're like in your 30s and 40s. But it's damage that you did years prior. And honestly, I really never thought When I'm walking, especially in New York, my hands are cold, but I never think, certainly not in the same way that I think I've got to put a hat on because I don't want my skin to get fucked up, my face to get fucked up. I never think about that about my hands. I'm just like, just shove them in your pockets and keep it moving. I know. Honestly, sometimes I don't wear gloves because I want to be able to use my phone. Yeah, of course. And those gloves, I don't know. I haven't had luck with those gloves. The tech gloves? Yeah, I think because I have short, stubby fingers, they don't like reach the ends of the gloves sometimes. (laughs) I don't know what it is. Yeah. But I think that that's a big part of it. And I noticed this winter I was really bad. And I would come home sometimes and my hands would look so dry and like yes. gray. Oh, yeah, the same. It's, it's not good. That's yeah. not good. No, my hands are not doing well right now. And it's because I don't know if this listener letter episode came out yet, but I spoke about uh, some suede fringe 
elbow length gloves that I've had my eye on. And I was like, it's either those or nothing. So since I couldn't get those, it was nothing. I was just shoving them in my pockets and kept it moving. But then, you know, I was saying to Alex, like, yeah, I've got I've got Kevin Taylor's hands. They're not cute. They're wrinkly. They're kind of bony. They've always kind of been bony. Men are kind of wrinkly. And you've got Andy Shapiro's hands. We have the same thumb, at least. God, they're stubby. Got a tiny thumb. (laughs) Same thumb as a 65 year old man. No biggie. But definitely, it's the same as the rest of our body. We're losing collagen and elastin, so your skin's not as plump. It's not as firm. The elasticity is declining. Everything's just getting a little loose, a little saggy. Also, that snapback. If you pinch your skin up on the back of your hand with the other hand, the snapback literally starts to get longer. It doesn't just, like, you know, completely flatten out again. It starts to kind of get a little, uh, mm-hmm. slows down a little bit. Yeah, I got to take care of that shit. Yeah, but that comes from loss of elasticity, loose skin, and wrinkles, like Shapiro was just telling us. So the other thing that we see is protruding veins. And I feel like this is something that you really, it's very witchy, right? Like bony, veiny fingers. I'm all about looking more and more like a witch. So maybe Me too. I'll take I'm, it. I'm down with that part of ha- yeah. my hands aging. Yeah, I don't mind it. I don't know. <laughs> I, is that weird? No, I feel the same. It's a very distinguished look, too, to have that, like, bonier, veiny kind of look on your hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, why am I okay with that? But I'm like, I don't want sun damage on my fucking hands. Because nobody wants a liver wart. <laughs> what is it? A, a, liver, a liver spot? <laughs> it's true. I don't mind that my hands have done shit. I really don't. Totally. Because, like, I, I build, I've built a lot, both figuratively and literally. And so if they're going to show that at the end of my life, I'm fine with that. You know, like Bill Withers said, grandma's hands. You'd think that we would take better care of them, though, considering they're like... They're the money makers? They're the money makers. We should do some maybe exercises. To strengthen them? Yeah, just to do a little stress ball thing to strengthen them. Yes, we can do that. So I'm very excited for you all to hear a little chat that we had with Keisha Clark of Born Noir. Her company is a mission-driven cosmetic company which celebrates blackness and encourages self-care and nail care for all. She is also a therapist and a social worker and works especially with people of the LGBTQ plus community. And she has a lot to say about her really cool company that was created during the pandemic, which is awesome. And like I said, made me actually feel kind of excited for nail stuff, which is not something I usually care about. I try to ignore my garbage hands. Totally. We were just saying that. I was like, (laughs) I think I'm just going to buy these. Like just, you know, adding decor to my hands just brings attention to them. Also, I like supporting companies that have a mission that I support. A hundred percent. So it's like doing something for myself, but for others too. Totally. I can be Cardi B and support Keisha. All right. Okay. okay. I'll go for it. (laughs) Um, Enjoy the chat with Keisha. Enjoy, guys. My name is Keisha Clark, and I am a social worker and therapist and the founder and designer behind Born Noir LLC. Beautiful. And what's Born Noir LLC? So Born Noir LLC is a mission-driven cosmetic company celebrating Blackness. We currently offer safe, affordable, quality nail care products, including press-on nails, hand-designed press-on nails, and vegan nail polishes. Very cool. Where did your idea for this come from? especially since your background doesn't seem to be like in the beauty industry per se? Honestly, that's a long story, but I'll give you the short of it. The short of it is I was pregnant in 2019 
and gave birth shortly after the pandemic shutdowns. And after giving birth, I experienced postpartum depression. And as a social worker and therapist, I knew I needed to become intentional about self-care pretty Mm -hmm. quickly because I was spiraling. And I had also lost someone very important. It was also the height of the worldwide uprisings. It was a lot going on in June 2020. And so as a trained artist and nail enthusiast, designing press-on nails became very naturally to me. So I was doing it for myself. That was my self-care. And I started getting people who were interested. They would like my nails. And I was like, you know what? Nail salons are closed because of the pandemic. More people will be interested in press-on nails because they can't get to the salon. And so I started designing for others. That was where the idea came to start a business around designing press-on nails. I love that. I have to say, like, uh, nail art is truly an art. It is. Yeah. I'm always really impressed with nail art because it's so intricate. Oh, yeah. And I'm just starting. I'm just starting. I see people on Pinterest and Instagram who are just like, oh, my God. Like, I look at Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion nails, and I'm just like, man, Mm -hmm. I got to get to that point. (laughs) I mean, it is really, truly an art form. Truly. They have got a lot of surface areas to work with, though, Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. Like, once you start getting that length, you know, like, my short, stubby little nails, whenever I go to, like, the paint box, they're like, girl, ain't nothing here. What, like, what are we doing here? (laughs) Like... (laughs) And yeah, they've got like room for Swarovski crystals and portraiture and (laughs) whole landscapes on their nails. For sure. I mean, but you can get some really cool designs even on a short nail. You can really get some cool designs, but it won't be, of course, Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion type designs. Yes, but you can get some really cool designs. What made nail care for you so special that you wanted to bring that to everybody else? You know... Again, a long story, but I'll I'll say that, you know, growing up, I always admired long, beautiful nails. My mom, my grandmother, my aunt, they all had long, healthy nails. They stayed in the nail salon. Um, I even remember a daycare teacher who had the long, curved nails that she kept painted and designed to a T. And she had like endless bangles and rings. And I never forget just staring at her and just being in awe of her. But I was biting my nails growing up and um, my nails always looked terrific. And I was always ashamed of them because I couldn't stop biting them. I don't know why. And so I remember going to high school and getting my first acrylic set. And I was so, I thought I was so cool. Mm -hmm. I felt good about myself. I felt feminine. I felt creative, fun, even sexy, to be honest. And the last time I wore acrylic nails was the first time I got a fungus Mm. on my nails. And since then, I have never touched it. It's been over a decade. I just do not mess with acrylic nails, even gel manicures. I really just stay far away from them personally. But I started caring for my natural nail and my nails grew long and strong and I loved my nails. It was like my pride to have my nails, my natural nail long and strong. But then when I got pregnant, I started biting them all over again. They became really brittle. And so that's where Press On Nails came in. Mm. And so Press On Nails was my way of kind of like hiding what I, the harm I had done to my nails by biting them in the brittle way that they had become since becoming pregnant. But now I'm back on it, you know, caring for my nails again. And even though they're long and strong, I still clip them just so that I could wear my Press On Nails. So nice. it's just become something that I'm passionate about. I'm really, I, I have a lot of pride in my nails and I always 
always want to make sure that that I show them off the way that I feel like they should be. But I feel like that should be the same for other people as well. I mean, I, I do believe it matters to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people who care to get their nails done, who go every two weeks religiously to get their nails done. And sometimes they're using harmful methods and they're not taking care of their nails. They are getting fungus or, you know, whatever. So it's just something that I feel like I become passionate about. And I know that there are other people out there who are and, you know, want to see ways of how they can do it themselves, save some money. Totally. I love it. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. During the pandemic, I think for sure, Alex and I, I mean, I think that we all kind of saw this in the beauty industry is how resilient it is and how necessary beauty treatments and beauty products are for um, the economy, but also for for wellness in terms of just taking care of yourself. The amount of women who, once we were open, would book four appointments one week at a time and we'd be like, girl, we could put all this together in one appointment if you want. You could just come in one afternoon and they'd say, no, this is the only time I leave every week. So I want to like have it once a week. So I know each week, okay, I'm going to go get my bikini wax. I'm going to go get my brows done. I'm going to go to the facial. It gets me out of the house. I see you guys. And then I go home and I look in the mirror and I'm like, everything is trash except for my brows or except Mm. for like my skin looks fabulous Mm. or except for my nails. And it's this little thing that's easy to look at and think that it's just vain or silly, I guess. But it's so much deeper than that. And also as somebody who works with my hands and has not nice looking nails, whenever I see somebody with beautiful nails, it's I immediately notice it immediately. Same. I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm like, oh, so you mm-hmm. got your life together? What's that like? <laughs> right. <laughs> Something about having your nails done really does to me signify, and also thinking back to like how I thought of it as a kid even, it signifies like an adult person, whoever they are who's getting their nails done and just like, yeah, having your shit together, caring mm-hmm. about yourself. It's interesting. Yeah. Your nails say a lot about you. They really do. Oh, shit. They do. <laughs> Honestly, know. you know, I always think of like poetic justice. You ever remember that scene from Poetic Justice uh-huh. where Janet Jackson like looks at Tupac's nails mm-hmm. and she was like, you don't even keep your effing nails clean. Mm-hmm. But it says so much. It's, the, yeah. it's really like what it tells you. It, it speaks before you do. Yeah. <laughs> like people look at your nails. So um, so I always keep that in my mind that people do pay attention. They do see it. And it does signify whether or not you got your life together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Seriously. like halfway there. <laughs> I'm, I'm, they know. They're like, she needs a day off. <laughs> I have a question if you're down if you're down to talk about um the therapy and social work that you do. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that? And does it like intertwine with nails in any way or not really? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um again, just kind of my story about how nail care is my self-care, right? And so as a social worker, as a therapist, my entire job, my work is focused on um, educating, empowering people to self-care and to self and to love themselves radically, right? And so mm-hmm. um, 
So when I talk about nail care or just having pretty nails, nice nails, whatever, it matters because it's like this small detail, as you were talking about, that really sends a message, not just to other people, but to yourself. It feels good. It really Mm -hmm. does feel good to see it. And even more than that, if you spend some time just like painting your nails, that's a mindful activity. That's something that you can do in about 10, 20 minutes and uh, reduce your stress. Right. Mm -hmm. You give you an opportunity to like sit for just 10 minutes focused on something. It's kind of like coloring, like adult coloring and painting other things. You are focused on your nails and making them pretty. And then when you're done, you get to look at your nails and say, oh, wow, I did that. You know, it feels good Mm -hmm. to see a new color, to change it up. So it does have benefits. It has mental health benefits of just having your nails done. Do you specialize in anything in particular in your therapy practice? No, I don't specialize in anything particular. You know, I do, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy and other modalities. But generally, I work with women of color and do a lot of culturally affirmative work and just trying Mm. to help us to understand some of the ways that we've been brought up. Our experiences have impacted how we think, how we behave, how we manage and process stress and trauma. And so that's a lot of the work that I do right now. And I now I just actually started working with the LA LGBT Center as a medical social worker. So I work with the LGBTQ plus population at the moment. I love that. There's so much that goes into everything that you were just saying. Like I know specifically within the Black community, when I think of nail care, I think of immediately like the 90s and the long acrylic nails like we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just like super extra, I guess, right? And especially today it's coming back, but it's diffused throughout the zeitgeist. But a client was in here a couple of weeks ago, maybe months ago, and she was saying how she has a friend, we were complimenting her nails, and she was saying, oh, my friend does does my nails and she's actually of Asian descent and she does nails in a way in which she uh, brings her cultural heritage and tries to speak about that and kind of doing similar work uh, as it sounds like you're doing. And I thought that was so interesting because I never, I hadn't thought about the context of nails outside of my own culture because Mm -hmm. It's easy to just be within our own culture, right? Mm -hmm. But then once I started to dig deeper, I saw that nail care has been important, and especially for upper class members, since ancient times, Mm -hmm. ancient Babylonian times, ancient Chinese dynasties, ancient Egypt. Mm -hmm. And I just thought men and women. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's really powerful for sure. And there's definitely something of a cultural thread that can be, you know, pulled across, I suppose, across uh, time and culture, which is really awesome. It is. It is. It's it's definitely like we talked about. It's an art form. Right. And Mm -hmm. so it's another way to express ourselves. And um, when we talk about cultural influences, um, yeah, like these stiletto nails, a long Cardi B making the stallion nails, this this dates all the way back. All Mm -hmm. the way back. Cardi B did not start it. Megan Thee Stallion did not start this, right? But, you know, these, like you said, it's kind of become a trend again. It's become something that is lauded and praised. But there was a time when it wasn't. There was a time when, like you said, like the, the 90s where it was like, you know, that was ghetto. That was hood mm-hmm. to have the long nails that curved and have your nails done like that. That was not necessarily widely accepted. Now mm-hmm. it is becoming more and more widely accepted to get your nails done. I even remember seeing magazines um, 
when I was a teenager where um, I remember like a reporter has said something along the lines of, oh, it's so much work on such a small part of your body. Like cause somebody had like their nails done with like polka dots or something. And I remember just being like, what's the problem? It looks great, you know, but at that time it wasn't widely accepted to have the nail designs and the nail as an art form. So anyway, now it's become trending. It's trendy mm-hmm. again. And um, which is great. It's beyond trendy. I think it's, it's here to stay. I feel like this, especially like right right now, mm-hmm. what we're going through, like I have friends now who have started getting their nails done, like getting acrylics, getting designs who never did before. Mm-hmm. And they've so, yeah. been doing it now for at least like the last year or so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the pandemic almost like opened that door for people because I think everyone was on social media a lot, seeing all these things, getting interested in new things, kind of thinking like, okay, I'm kind of tired of the old me. A lot of people kind of reinvented themselves after the lockdown, I feel. Uh, true. Me included. (laughs) Yeah. For sure. Well, I think it's that. And then I also, I think, to piggyback on that, Alex, I think that what we're now witnessing is sort of what you and I are trying to push for our industry and that there's a respect now for manicurists, for manicure artists, for nail art. Number one, are aware of like, you know, the sex trafficking, of all the issues that are within Mm -hmm. like the uh, older nail industry. Mm -hmm. You know, when I first moved to New York, I would walk around and be like, manicure and pedicure for $20. Every corner, this is incredible. Mm-hmm. And then when I became an esthetician, or not even an esthetician, but when I became a waitress, I thought, how many manicures and pedicures do you have to do to even make $100 in tips in that day? Yeah. It's impossible. And then we all read the same New York Times article about all these women, you know, getting pushed into the van at the end of the night and how they're sex trafficked or and a lot of them are illegal. And, mm-hmm. and so I think specifically in New York, specifically right in this neighborhood, I can say, I remember we were all talking about that and we all... Our community, I should say, was making a conscious effort to go and pay, you know, four times the amount, but knowing that that person is having a livable wage, right? Mm -hmm. Like they Mm -hmm. can go home and pay their rent and afford to live in the same neighborhood as we are. Oh, yeah. There was a whole list, uh, at least for like in New York City, um, of like all the nail salons that pay their employees properly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then also the fumes and that women were having uh, childbirth and all these things. So I think that also the... Because as a culture, we, the consumer, started demanding that the um, practitioner was taken better care of, mm-hmm. as a whole, the talent started to get better. Right. Because now, oh, I'll go and do that. I'll make a, I can make $300, whatever it is. Like, artists need to get paid. Everybody needs to get paid. Who wants right. to go and do a job where even if you love it, you can't even afford to live, you know, right. anywhere. Right. So I think it's like people are willing to pay. The talent's rising. It's like all of these things kind of converge. The pandemic, all these things kind of coming together. People like yourself who are making it accessible to the mass. If people live in a place where they can't necessarily, there isn't a paint box. There isn't a place where they can go and get their Swarovski right. crystals and their Megan the Stallion, but they can go on Born Noir yeah. and they can pay $35 and get that set and do it at home. Right. So yeah, it's really, it's diffusing throughout the culture in a really awesome way, accessible way. Yeah, it is. And just to piggyback on what you said about Born Noir too, is that it's hand design. So you do kind of get some of that same experience you would in a salon when you ask like, oh, hey, can you make this thing? Or, you know, like it's hand design, it's customized. If you choose it to be customized, it's completely up to you. So I still, I still want to encourage creativity, encourage people to like express themselves. You tell me what you want and I, and I'll deliver. So it's kind of like this cool merge between like a nail salon experience and like buying press on nails at the Rite Aid or CVS or wherever. So what's the advantage to getting pressed on nails to acrylic? I mean, it's safer. It's a safer process, right? Because it's a little bit more temporary, right? Because it's not 
like sealed to your nail, to your natural nail, um, only with glue and so, or nail tabs, whichever you choose. And so it's a safer, it's safer for your natural nail. I mean, also with the, with, if you compare acrylic nails to pressed on nails, they last longer in the sense of you can rewear or reuse your press on nails multiple times. I've worn these nails maybe like three times now. <laughs> so I can go back to them and I can change it up. You know, I can be flexible. So one day, I mean, I have a two-year-old. So I need to wear short nails most days. But if I want to go out, I can pop these off and I can put on some longer nails and get my Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion vibe, you know, if that's what I choose to do in that moment. So it just gives me flexibility. I can wear them all the time. I can put them back in a box and come back out and use them again. So that's something you just can't do with acrylic nails. And if it's ever a situation where, you know, because I, I hear it a lot, like press-on nails aren't reliable, they pop off and what have you. Well, the cool thing about it, one, is that if it pops off, it doesn't damage your own natural nail, if that does happen, because that can happen with acrylic nails too. You can definitely pop your nail, break your nail, and then, and then damage the nail underneath. But with a press-on nail, if that won't happen. And you can, you know carry a little glue in a case or whatever and then just pop it right back on no incident nobody even has to know about the situation and um born noir we offer 24 nails in our packages so you have multiple nails that you can just you know if you want to go add another one if you lost the nail somehow i don't know you can actually you can go and reuse another one thank you so much for coming and chatting with us today this has been absolutely incredible um, would you just tell our listeners where they can find you, how they can support you and whatever else you'd like to tell them? Absolutely. Nail care is important for any and everyone. So we don't just do nails and nail polish just for cisgender women and girls. We we really want to celebrate every gender, right? Anyone who is interested in nails and interested in nail care. We want to celebrate them and we want to affirm them in their journey. And so that's what Born Noir is all about. Um, and that's what we hope to accomplish by creating our um, nail salons in the very near future. My goal is to create these safe spaces, healing venues for BIPOC, LGBTQ plus folks and allies, uh, where you could come in and just be affirmed and be celebrated while getting your nails done. And it'll be a full service salon. And you can also purchase press on nails there as well. So that's something that I'm working on at the moment. And soon I'll be crowdfunding to gain support from the community in doing so. Awesome. Please check us out on bornnoir.com. So that's B-O-R-N-N-O-I-R.com. You can check us out on Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn. We're all at Born Noir Nails. So come check us out. We also have a pop-up shop coming up very, very soon uh, for April 16th and May 21st in the LA area. So uh, go to our socials and find out what's going on. Keep up with us and sign up for the mailing list if you can. Absolutely. If you live in the LA area, definitely go check that out. That's coming up very soon, April 16th. Congratulations. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this opportunity to speak to you ladies and to your audience. I'm like super excited to have this opportunity. So I am humbled for, for being here. Thank Cheers. you. You're incredible. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you. Have a good one. All right, guys. So to recap, as if you don't know this, we know that you guys are geniuses. The effects of aging on the hands are generally going to appear in a loss of volume, which is going to be a loss of fat, 
and muscle tissue, and a loss of elasticity, which is that snapback. So the skin appears more wrinkled or shriveled. What a terrible word. <laughs> shriveled like a raisin. Shriveled like a raisin. God. But the loss of tissue mass also means the increase of visibility of bones, tendons, and veins. We already told you, we don't mind that. That's witchy. I'm here for looking more witchy in all aspects. Yeah, I want to. I want my hands to look like a fucking witch. Do you know what I mean? Maybe... I can do without the sun damage though. Witches don't like the sun. I don't think. No, 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 no. They're um, they only come out at night. They're vampires. <laughs> yes, just and me. So, let's talk about some uh, professional and medical treatments that you can do for sun damage, dull, and rough hands. A few episodes back, we had Sayume, the owner of Glow Spa. She's uh, a laser specialist. And she was talking to us about a couple of different types of laser resurfacing that we can do. So one of the things that you can do for your sun damaged, dry, dull, and rough hands is Fraxel. So that can um, help the appearance of age, skin, fine lines, wrinkles, hyperpigmentation. So essentially the treatment is going to remove the cells that are affected by photo damage and aging, and it's going to replace them with fresh, healthy skin. So like we talk about often, you know, a lot of skincare is really just different forms of um, exfoliation and different forms of manipulating your skin cells to regenerate at a faster rate, whether using laser, using different chemical peeling ingredients, using microdermabrasion. But essentially these are all going to be different means to the same end. And the end is to get your skin to start producing fresh new skin cells and sloth away that upper layer. So that's the way that Fraxel can help with that. The other type of laser that you can do is IPL. And so IPL stands for intense pulsed light. And so these photofacial treatments use precise amounts of visible light to effectively treat hyperpigmentation and sun damage, which sun damage is different forms of hyperpigmentation. So samesies. So <laughs> samesies. Okay, first of all, even just for the face, I fucking love chemical peels. Mm-hmm. I've just did a chemical peel the other day. They're just the best. They deeply exfoliate the skin. They can be really hydrating. They can totally. be really brightening. There's so many different kinds. I've already talked how, about how I get a big boner for exfoliation, and this is my favorite form of exfoliation. I don't think that these listeners know that you get a boner for exfoliation. I think that that was back in the year of our Lord, 2019, when we first started. <laughs> our Lord. Okay, well, I love exfoliation. I just think it is the fucking best. And so chemical peels are a deep form of exfoliation and you can do them on your hands. Yeah. And so basically they will work to lighten sunspots. They're applied topically. They're topically applied formulas and they basically just like revitalize the skin surface by creating an even and controlled shedding of the skin cells. You get rid of that top layer of dead skin and the new layers of skin are exposed and they just look so fresh. Beautiful. And yeah. And it's great to do, especially for preventative. Yeah. But it can also help if you already have signs of aging. Oh, totally. There's different um, formulations and different combinations of chemical peeling ingredients that are going to do different things for your skin and help to manipulate the different skin cells and the different layers within the epidermis. Chemical peels are great. I actually just did a chemical peel the other day I can and see the skin, the skin is peeling face. off my face. It's hilarious. I was like, I'm going to 36 with zero hyperpigmentation. So the other night I was at Franklin and one of our um, peels, the ultra peel, which used to be my favorite because it's a TCA peel. It has lactic acid, has a little bit of salicylic, I believe. And it's just like really nice and brightening and it helps to plump your skin. And I was like, I need it. And I'm three weeks out from a birthday. So last week was the day to do it. Why was I standing in the window, fanning my face off, letting the cool breeze come in? Because this peel is a new formulation 
And Kimberly told us, and bitch, I didn't know how hot it was going to make me. And so now I've got fresh, beautiful skin. But I told Alex, I'm the fucking ghost of 166 Franklin at two in the morning fanning my face as people are walking by like, what is going on in there? Like, sorry, just did a chemical peel. Yeah, my don't mind me. Feels like it's burning off. It was Not crazy. all peels feel like that, by the way, but this one is strong. It's amazing. No, I should say also that I pushed my skin to the furthest brink. We do things that we wouldn't necessarily do on our. Clients. No, I do it for you, so I know how far I can push your skin. It's true. Yeah, hundred percent. Something else that's done on the face that you could also do on the hands is microdermabrasion, which is completely non-invasive. Even though I feel like it can sound scary, and it improves the texture and skin tone. Of your hands? Yeah. Microderm um, is more of like a physical exfoliation. Yes. It's like um, a scrub, but with a machine mm-hmm. and very controlled. Totally. It's really nice. There's different grits that you can use. It also has uses suction sometimes as well. It's a, it's a professional treatment, I should add. A hundred percent professional treatment. Do not buy any kinds of microdermabrasion machine at home. Oh my God. Even done by a professional, got to go to someone who really knows what they're doing because those machines are strong. I'm on the fence about microdermabrasion, but just because... I like the diamond tip ones. They're nice. Yeah, I hear that they're really nice. But like anything, you've got to go to the right person. So just make sure that they know what they're doing. Agreed. Um. So yeah, what are some at-home products? Ooh, okay. I wish that more um, hand creams had SPF in them. Mm-hmm. But there are a couple. Actually, there's a bunch of um, SPF hand creams, but there are two that stick out to me. There's one from Supergoop called Hand Screen, <laughs> which is cute. And it's not expensive. I think it's like 15 bucks. So not bad. It has SPF 40. And then Sunbum makes a hand cream and it has SPF 15 in it. That also is like $15 or even less. Mm -hmm. So two like really well-priced products with SPF in them that are pretty hydrating. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. But you could always do like what you do on your face, which is put sunscreen on, just regular sunscreen on them. Yeah. But I think it's nice just as a way to make sure you're reapplying. Totally. I think also it's worth saying that every now and then you should just do whatever you're doing to your face to different parts of your body, including your hands. Like put the good stuff on your hands. Um, Not all the time. Do a little exfoliation. Do a little exfoliation. Do literally everything that you put on your face, aside from probably like salicylic acid, if you have... Um, acne or anything but you know you can do like a little I'll do my PCA face wash with a little pumice powder do my hands a nice little scrub I'll do a little hyaluronic acid maybe I'll do a revitalizing mask maybe a little honey mask put some nice moisturizer on it get it looking nice you know what I mean oh yeah you deserve it um, PCA also makes a hand renewal cream, which is, we shouted this out on our last listener letter episode. Um, but I think that this is really cool because essentially it's kind of like, uh, it's a facial treatment, but for your hands. So it has vitamin C and vitamin E. C is awesome because it helps to build collagen. It's also nice and brightening. E is going to be an antioxidant. It's one of the anti-aging vitamins. And because the vitamin C is at 10% and the vitamin E is at 5%, it really works to get all the way down into the dermis and um, help your skin to really start producing fresh new skin cells. And the PCACNE hand renewal is anhydrous, which means that it's lacking water, which is really nice because it helps to stop it from um, spoiling. So you can use it for a nice long time. C oxidizes very, very fast. So um, very smart companies have to figure out different ways to stop that from happening. This very smart company decides to remove the water from their products. And it's awesome. It does look very nice. It's expensive, but I kind of want it. It's expensive. But you know what? I think that it depends on what your your issues are. You know, you and I did. I didn't grow up in Florida and I'm also not a white woman. And I'm also not like a rancher. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I think that 
people, we forget that uh, people be in the sun all year. Oh, yeah. Oh, also, I wanted to mention that you can get fillers in your hands like you can in your face. So because it's the same idea where you lose the volume. Oh, yeah. And so that'll replace volume in the back of the hands. Totally. So you won't see the tendons and bones sticking out as much. You can put filler anywhere. You can. I met a woman who, okay, this is really going off track, but when I was getting my um, microblading certification, I think the first one, I met a woman who <laughs> put fillers in dicks to make them more... I had definitely no fucking idea no? that was a thing. Yes, this is a thing. To make them, like, girthier. Because in my head, I was like, is this kind of insane to be like, oh, put fillers in your hands? No, you can put filler in your dick, too, to make it girthier. And she showed me all of the pictures. I was like, this is what you do for a living girl. <laughs> That's a kudos to her. <laughs> and then she walked into Louis Vuitton. So I was like, all right, she's doing well. She's wow. doing well. She was a nurse or doctor? She was a nurse. She was a nurse practitioner. That's Amazing. Putting filler in dicks. If you do this for a living out there, please write us in and tell us all about your job. I don't know the different types of filler, so it doesn't even matter which one you're using. Otherwise, I'd ask you that also. We just want to know what it's like to be doing the Lord's work. Honestly. I mean, you can't go longer, though. Maybe you can. Can you go longer? With a filler? Or just make the tip really big? With anything. Whoever's doing this job, I think, probably knows. I'm asking, what are the different options out there? This is hilarious. Yeah, but that's for sure true. That's for sure true. That's for sure. (laughs) That's for sure true. We talked about this with Liz Chan before you and I also, because Liz Chan was like, did you know that you can put filler in dick? And I was like, of course And I was like, yes, Liz Chan, I did know this actually. Was I just as shocked? You were just as shocked. Yes. Which is why I'm shocked that you didn't remember this, that you didn't just put it in your brain and like a filing cabinet for forever. No, I blocked it out. I'm like, well, that's a little much. (laughs) Oh man. So good. Okay. So filler for your hands, filler for dicks, filler for your face. What else can you do, Alex? Oh, do you want to talk about sclerotherapy? Sclerotherapy. Yeah. So this is really cool. This is a treatment that you can do for protruding veins. So again, we already told you, I don't mind the veiny hands. It's witchy. I like it. But if you don't like it, that's fine. totally fine. You can go get some <laughs> sclerotherapy. So supposedly it's a simple procedure where a sclerosing solution is injected into uh, overly exposed veins, which causes them to close. I guess, I say I guess because I really just read this on the internet. I didn't speak to a medical professional about this and I don't do this for a living. But without the flow of blood, the vein uh, is going to fade from view and it only eliminates non-functioning veins. So there's no negative effects on blood circulation. Yeah, they use this on um, spider veins. They do. On the legs. Mm-hmm. That's where I've heard about it. I kind of wish that I was a nurse practitioner because I really want to do injectables. I know. I feel like we can do what we do now, but so much more. Mm-hmm. Next level. Mm. Really, you know, shaping the human face thought of going back to school sounds ridiculous. I know. It really does. Could you imagine two studios and like, no, like a master's program? I would just never no, sleep no, no, or no, do no, anything no. else. So I wanted to mention something because I mentioned it in one of our listener letter episodes. Um, y'all need to check out this lady on YouTube who is a hand model. What's oh, her name? my God. I'm going to put a link in the uh, show notes to this video from 2010. Of this woman who's a hand model. She just really loves her hands and it's fine. But if you want to know all the things that you can do to really have your hands looking the greatest, she'll tell you. She don't wear no gloves. She don't do the dishes. She don't open cans of Coke. Doesn't take out the garbage. She don't take out the garbage. 
She, I think she's uh, really milking this hand model thing. She really is. Those are her fucking money makers. I got it. You know what? She loves them. There are times where I'll tell Kyle I'm not going to do something because I'm like, no, dude, I don't want to take the chance of fucking up my hands. Need those for work. Smart. I'm going to give myself a lash lift. Fuck my eyes. <laughs> those, they'll recover. Um, okay, Alex, do you have a beauty baddie moment of the week? I do. I finally waxed my mustache and I swear it changes my whole fucking life. Face. You got little rid of your little broom? Yeah. Love it. And I wore lipstick this weekend. When? On Friday night. Do you see how shocked I am? When did you wear lipstick? And tinted moisturizer and bronzer. She went out. Some would say it was a full face. She went out late, <laughs> late night. I was out very late. I'm still tired. But I don't know. It was nice to do that. It is nice, isn't it? I have been waxing my lips since I'm about 12 and it is still life-changing whenever I wax it, especially now because I'll wait months <laughs> to do it. I know what you mean. I did the same. And because it's the saddest ones here because the skin is so thin there. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, <clears throat> but it makes a big difference. I need to start getting huge, back onto that. Yeah. Huge. Yeah, yeah, Huge. Huge. I love it. But that's kind of all I've done. Um, that's a good one. I'll take it. It's a little one. It's a little one, but a big one. Little one, but a big one. Yeah. My beauty baddie moment of the week is, so I have a, a dear friend. Her name is Paula Diaz. And Paula's from Colombia. And I've known Paula for many, many years. And she's one of my favorite people because when I first met her, I quite honestly hated her. I was like, who is this little bitch? But (laughs) she's grown to be one of my dearest friends over the years. And so I love to support her and shout her out whenever I can. And Paula recently started a jewelry company with her sisters. And it's called... Okay, I don't want to butcher the pronunciation, so I'm just going to spell it for you guys. It's J-I-E-R-U-D, Jewelry. And um, she owns it with her sisters. And so they source emeralds from Colombia and create um, beautiful jewelry. And I, for my birthday, treated myself to a pair of custom hoops with these beautiful emeralds. And my Paula brought it to me this week. That sounds so nice. Really, really beautiful. And so, I don't know. That's what it is, is I'm proud to support my girlfriend. Proud that I could buy myself a nice pair of jewelry. Nice pair of earrings for 36. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. And I just wanted to shout her out. So if you guys want to go and support a Latina-owned business and get yourself some beautiful gold or emeralds or whatever, go and check them out. You can visit them at J-I-E-R-U-D dot com. Thanks, Pauli. Pauli. You've never met Paula. Nope. Nope. You gotta meet her. She's great. Paula's from Colombia and her sister's from New Jersey. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's one of the reasons. I love that. You know, we were talking about this, our other friend who's um Maybe you guys can write us in and tell us if this is you or if you have a friend that's like this. Their older sibling still has the accent from their native country and their younger sibling has like a straight New York accent because (laughs) they lost their, uh, I don't know, their heritage accents, I suppose, along the way. And so when you see them together, it's quite hilarious. I love that. (laughs) Our friend Alex and Elvin, the same. Elvin's from the Bronx. Alex from Mexico. (laughs) So funny. I love that. Um, Anyway, guys, you can write us in. You know where to find us. Maybe. Maybe. If you don't, let them know. You can DM us at True Beauty Broken Podcast on Instagram. Or you can email us at truebeautybrokenpodcast at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram. I'm the brown Elizabeth Taylor. I'm Alex Lindley. Uh, That's it. That's it. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. This has been a COCBK production produced by Elizabeth Taylor and Alex Shapiro 
mixed by Beta Wave. Follow us on Instagram at True Beauty Brooklyn Podcast. Listen, follow, and leave us a review on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, you can listen to new episodes one week early on Amazon Music or early and at free, plus bonus episodes by subscribing to Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.